Arland and Wolfe, as well as all who collaborated on the construction of the Titanic, spared no expense in making sure that it was the most luxurious vessel on the water, and they certainly earned the nickname the Ship of Dreams. Once complete, she was not only massive, but incredibly impressive and luxurious. The Titanic boasted more than 800 staterooms and 11 decks outfitted in opulent style and comfort. Even third-class accommodation surpassed the competition. Obviously, the first-class accommodations were the most luxurious. Being aboard the Titanic in first class would be comparable to staying in a grand five-star hotel today. There was a lot to occupy first-class passengers' time. They could play squash on the squash courts, swim in the pool, exercise in the gym, or take a steam in the Turkish baths, similar to today's saunas. While gender segregation was typically no longer the rule in turn-of-the-century high society, the ship still respected prevailing social norms by having areas that were intended for use by either women or men. The smoking room was designed primarily for gentlemen. A dark room with much mahogany in the decor, it also featured a bar. In contrast, the reading and writing room was intended to be a female space. It was light, airy, and warm. White walls, expansive windows to allow deck and sea views, and a large fireplace were its main features. Meanwhile, the first-class lounge was meant for members of both sexes to mingle. It was a multi-purpose room, and passengers played cards and games, socialized, read books, and wrote letters and postcards. It was a gathering place and a good room in which to spend your time during the day if you wished to mingle with some of the other elite guests. In addition to these entertainment areas, Titanic passengers dined in absolute elegance, which was typical for members of the upper class of the day, whether at sea or on land. The main dining room was where dinner was served each night. The dining room was massive. It was the largest on any ship in the world and could seat more than 500 diners. Dinner was probably the most important social point of the day. Men wore suits or tuxedos, and women sometimes spent hours dressing in gowns or doing their hair. Dinner was several courses. The last dinner on the Titanic was ten courses, with time in between to digest and usually lasted several hours. All in attendance were expected to converse intelligently, but with the prescribed decorum of the day. Some examples of the food served at dinner include oysters, lamb with mint sauce, poached salmon with mousseline sauce, and roasted sirloin with mushroom demi. Even breakfast was an elaborate affair. Some breakfast dishes included baked apples, Fenton haddock, and various exotic marmalades. In addition to the main dining room, the ship also featured a French-style restaurant. The food here was not included in passenger fare, so anything eaten here cost extra. It was an elaborately decorated room meant to evoke the French style of Louis XIV, 
and many guests visited simply to see and be seen, and to sample the rich cuisine. Additionally, the Titanic featured other common space for first class. Certainly the most iconic was the Grand Staircase, and that it was grand. It was about six stories from the lower level up to the glass enclosure above, which shattered during the sinking. The glass let in fabulous light that shone off the wide, rich wood steps. It was ornately adorned. In addition to beautiful wrought iron and wood banisters and railings, it featured a wood-carved clock and wooden cherub light fixture at the foot. First-class passengers marveled at its beauty and its relatively central location meant that it became a fixture of their time on the ship. Most guests would pass it on their way to dinner, since there was a large reception room directly behind it where guests often congregated before sitting down for that elaborate meal. 